0: Y2, green right off, nasty. Hound 2, Y3, X-Base, back right on. Right, green Gleak Football Weekly starts right now. Now, here's your host, Jake Reepma. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Episode 5 of the second season of Gleak Football Weekly begins. Right now, I am your host, Jake Rima. So glad to have you along for the only show dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC. It's GLIAC Football Weekly. And folks, I, I always try to be transparent level with you. Not all episodes are the exact same, you know, just like not every football game is the exact same. You always try to bring your A game, bring the best. Sometimes it's a little bit different, but this week's episode, so special to me. I had the chance to interview my college coach, the head coach of the Northwood Timberwolves, Leonard Haynes. He is our featured guest on this week's episode of GLIAC Football Weekly. We recap a big win over the Northern Michigan Wildcats for my Northwood Timberwolves, which I incorrectly predicted, so I had to wear that one on the chest but it's a fun episode ahead we also have a mailbag at the end of the show which is always one of my favorite parts of this program the listener feedback always welcome we want to make it as interactive as possible so if you've got thoughts send them in at jake Reetma at gmail.com. On Twitter is also a great way to go about it, at Jake underscore ritma And anything else you can think of. Facebook, sure, I've got... But mostly the emails and the tweets are usually the best way to get in touch. But lots of options there. We want to make it as listener-oriented as possible. But... Hopefully by now you're into the swing of things. We're into conference play. You know, maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's October. Our next slate of games will be the first slate in the month of October. But we finish off September with week number four in the GLIAC. We'll run through the scores here before we get to our featured interview. And I always always like to start with a game if i have a chance to attend a game over the weekend i like to start there because i feel like obviously being at the game gives you the best uh first hand experience so this past weekend, I was at Tom Adams Field at Wayne State, so thanks to Jeff Weiss and the Wayne State crew for having me out there, and it was Wayne State, Saginaw Valley, under the lights, Tom Adams Field at uh, one, of my, one of my favorite GleAC venues, the heart of Detroit, a, a very uh, vibrant campus atmosphere there, and... I got to be honest, the The band was there, there was a lot of energy in the stadium, but Wayne State just, they came out so flat in that game. And the the first quarter was really, um, and I mentioned this in the column, there's just not a lot of flow to the game. And both teams turned the ball over, and it was 0-0 after the first quarter. But credit, credit Saginaw Valley, they came to life in that second quarter quarter Matt Considine had uh, at the quarterback position for Saginaw Valley started to get into a rhythm a little bit they ran the ball effectively with Tommy Scott he had a big game and Saginaw Valley's got some weapons on, on offense and and Connor Luxwick did a good job kicking the ball he was GLIAC player of the week um for the third time which is just crazy although and this is not a knock this is not a knock but uh it's not mentioned that he did miss two field goals Jake you're being a jerk I'm I kidding I'm kidding wrong but Saginaw Valley credit to them they win 41 21 over wayne state so the cardinals are now two and two on the season after they beat wayne state and wayne state the warriors back to the drawing board man oh uh, owen on the season owen four on the season so paul winners and the warriors need to get back to the drawing board and 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 quite literally figure it out other games from week four to recap, I mentioned Northwood gets the 37-20 win over Northern Michigan. This was a tale of two halves. It was 13-3 Wildcats at the halftime break, but the Timberwolves, here's where the game changed. A block field goal in the third quarter returned for a touchdown, and after that, Northwood looked like world beaters against Northern Michigan. Again, it was 13-3 at the half, the final score 37-20, so the Timberwolves... uh, dominate really in the second half outscoring Northern Michigan 34 to seven in the final two quarters and then I mentioned in the column it was kind of a chalky weekend if you will where they mean you know meaning the games kind of went as according to plan Um, Ferris State and Grand Valley State both won big Ferris State 38, nothing over Davenport on homecoming for the dogs there without Jared Bernhardt. So Evan Cummings and Malik Mitchell splitting the quarterback duties there for Ferris State and Grand Valley State just, uh, went up to Michigan tech and, uh, dominated. I'm trying to think of a better way to put it, but it was 30, nothing at halftime. Tariq Reed, your offensive player of the week in the conference had, um, 3 3 rushing t- no no four rushing touchdowns and again the route was on from the very beginning in this one Grand Valley State 44 21 over Michigan Tech the final also should mention Milan Slaughter offensive I beg your pardon defensive player of the week for the Northwood Timberwolves so your three players of the week Connor Lustick for Saginaw Valley State kicking the ball on special teams, I should say, and Tariq Reed on offense for Grand Valley State with the four touchdowns And, and did it so efficiently as well, which was so impressive because, you know, he has the four touchdowns, but listen to this final stat line for Tariq Reed. Five runs, 10 yards or more, pair of touchdowns that covered 34 and 26 yards he averaged 10.1 yards per carry for Grand Valley State 131 yards overall and four touchdowns all on just 13 carries so very impressive there for Tariq Reed and I mentioned Milan Slaughter he had for Northwood seven tackles three and a half for loss and a sack and special teams Connor Lutzick Kick two field goals including the 36 yarder all five extra points and also does a nice job punting the ball as well so there's your week four recap once again your winners Northwood over Northern Michigan 3720, Grand Valley State over Michigan Tech 4421, Ferris State over Davenport 38 nothing, Saginaw Valley State over Wayne State 4121. So Wayne State's winless and Ferris State and Grand Valley State are both unbeaten. Northwood Northern Michigan Tech and Davenport all with one win, Saginaw Valley State with two wins, so if you got all that, I hope you had your pen and paper out for all that, and we're jotting it down, because now we turn the calendar to October, and uh, the first slate of games Saturday, October 2nd, we will preview all those, as I mentioned, we also have a mailbag to get into, which is a lot of fun, but first and foremost, it's time for our featured interview of the week, and for that, we turn it over to our interview with the Northwood Timberwolves head football coach, Leonard Haynes. All right. As promised, our special guest this week on Gleak Football Weekly, none other than the head football coach for the Northwood Timberwolves, Coach Leonard Haynes, my main man. Coach Haynes, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you, Jake, man. I love the
1: energy. I, hey, I got I got to bring
0: man. it, man. I got to bring oh, it. You man. know, I've always been an energy guy from uh, back in the uh, the playing days and now covering the league. So, you know, you know, yeah. I would absolutely be bringing the energy. My question is, can you match it today? I don't know if I can match
1: that energy. I
0: I'll think this will help. We'll, we'll recap a little bit um, from that big victory at Hans Stadium. Uh, last weekend against the tough Northern Michigan Wildcats team. And where I want to start is uh, the halftime adjustments. I mean, you guys were down a little bit, uh, 13-3 at the break, and uh, you outscored Northern Michigan 34-7. to So I know we talked a little bit off air, but first and foremost, what were the halftime adjustments? What would you say to the guys, and, and how did you put together that, that impressive second half? Well,
1: I think the coaches uh, on offensively, you know, had to make some adjustments to try to attack these guys a little bit differently. You know how it is. You had to change up some blocking schemes here and there because they're showing some different things than what they showed on film. And so I, I take my head off to our offensive staff, Coach Arnold and the staff for making those adjustments to, uh, to, you know, allow us to be able to run the ball and throw the ball a little bit more efficiently. And defensively, they were in attack mode all day. So it wasn't too much to adjust other than just to keep our guys disciplined. You know, we gave up the one big play I think it was a 54-yard touchdown pass, uh, you know, where kid just, just, you know, didn't get the coverage, and so I think we just needed to clean those things up. And um, basically, at halftime, what I didn't really say anything to him, Jake. To be honest, you know, I walked in there, and I looked and said, "Hey, let's go." There was nothing to talk about when they went back out and they just played football, man.
0: No doubt about it. Leonard Haynes, the head coach for the Timberwolves, our guest on Gleak Football Weekly recapping a big win over the wildcats northwood outscored northern michigan 34-7 in that second half and coach i i know you well enough I, i've known you since the day i was born so i know this yes, is not know. high on your priority list but it is nice to see a little gliac recognition for your guys you had milan slaughter as gliac player of the week defensively um what what has he meant to your defense and and specifically that performance against northern michigan one week ago wow
1: yeah, Milan. We knew Milan was going to be pretty special. You know, you know he's healthy. He's lost a lot of weight. He came back in here ready to play, man. And um, he is the glue for our defense. You know, it starts right there with our linebacker crew, and uh, those guys, man, they've been very, very good uh, from from the start of camp to now. So, but having Milan in the mix, man, he's definitely the leader of that defense, and he plays like it. Not a big talker. He just shows up and play football, man. Uh, big, big action
0: guy. Yeah, those are those are the best guys to have. Um, uh, sometimes, I don't know who would make this. Uh, I would sometimes had the opposite reputation. I did a lot of talking.
1: <laughs> man, you was the best trash talker or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Boy, you were something else. Hey, we can
0: end the interview now. Oh. I, I got to say I was the best trash talker. That's all I need. Oh, oh,
1: you definitely were, man. I was fearing for your life, man. Your safety <laughs>
0: Hey, that's why I'm trying to do it for a living now. You know, I got to put this big mouth to you somehow. But uh, next thing I wanted to ask you about, Coach Haynes here on Gleak Football Weekly, um, I pull up the the webcast of the game to tune in when I, you know, I wasn't able to make the trip up there. And I usually think I know just about everything about Northwood. But I pull up the webcast last weekend, and you guys got a blue track. I mean, you got you got new facilities popping up left and right. Talk a little bit about some of the field renovations and what we've got going on there at Northwood.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, due to the flood, you know, some of the things had to, to uh, be renovated or revamped. And so uh, the track was one of those things that had to completely take it up. And we had to obviously practice on our grass fields. I know, you know, our grass fields behind the, behind the stadium. And so we couldn't actually get on our, our field because they were constantly working on the track. And, um, and so it's been pretty good, to be honest. I love the blue track. I think it's, uh, it's a great touch to the to field. And, um, I think, uh, some of the other renovations that's happening around here due to the flood, you know, it's just going to enhance Northwood university man, and whole. And so, uh, yeah, the flood kind of did its thing on, on Northwood and the Midland community, but I believe we're bouncing back really, really well.
0: No doubt about it. You love to see the, those adverse moments be, be turned around for a positive. And it seems like, uh, at least from the outside, you know, just kind of observing in the times I've been up there. It seems like Northwood and, and really just the, the Midland and greater Midland community, for that matter, have really rallied around that and moved forward.
1: Yes, they have, Jake. And, and it's great to be a part of it. You know, you hate to see it happen. So many people lose so much. Um, and but, you know, just going out and helping people, man, that was great. It's just seeing how the community came together from Sanford all the way to Midland. Uh, it, it was a great, great sight to see.
0: And I probably should say, but just for some um, you know, historical context, the the floods of 2020 happened in May of 2020, Sanford Lake, Wixom Lake, the whole chains of Lake, the dam failures resulted in flooding for Midland, Saginaw and the whole area. So Northwood and, and all of Midland moving past that. Um, and like I said, great to see that turned into a positive. Has it been something kind of you and, and the team and, and your staff have rallied around?
1: You know, no, not really. Not necessarily. I think uh, it's there. The guys know, the guys that have been here know. And uh, it's just, again, we just wanted to do our best and do our part to help out with the situation that was at hand. And so, but our guys haven't really talked much about it. And they know it's there, they know what happened. I mean, we constantly reminded every day when we walk in our locker room, we still have no uh, entryway uh, floor in our locker room and on um, the sitting areas right there in our locker room. So uh, they understand that kind of reminds them every day, you know, of, of what took place here.
0: Absolutely. And Coach Haynes, the next uh, portion of the outline, I want to get to here on GLIAC football weekly. Um, obviously 2020 was a, a different year for everybody. Um, and so I feel like it's kind of molded into, you know, 2020 is in the rear view mirror. We're looking ahead to 2021, but in that time period, you kind of went on, underwent some, some staff changes and there was a lot of changes at Northwood, even in the administration. So a little bit about um, what it's been like getting some of those new coaches acclimated with your staff. And, in, in, I don't want to say the gap year, but uh, certainly the 2021 kind of being the first uh, year for some of these coaches to get their feet wet a little bit in the GLIAC. And how has that process been?
1: Well, it's been, it's been a, it, and uh, how can I put it? It's been a crazy process because <laughs> I hired, I hired a few coaches and we didn't play a season And so I really never got a chance to see those guys coach because they wind up taking other jobs. So that left some job openings, obviously, for us. And so then I had to go out and hire a new set of coaches, which turned out to be technically five coaches we wind up hiring uh, here. And so it was it was an interesting process to go through that I believe we got the right man in place, the right coaches in place. You know, everything happens for a reason. I definitely believe God has things that happen for a reason. And and so these guys have been a great fit. They, You talk about energy. These guys bring a whole bunch of energy, and they're very positive in their approach, man, daily. And so it's great to walk in this office, man, to be around that type of energy and these type of men, these type of people. And um, so the kids kind of took to them pretty fast, you know, uh, the coaches. And, again, I take my hat off to the coaches because – they made an effort to make sure they get to know their players and so you know everyone's getting to know each other as we kind of going along you know basically i hired guys in july you know we start august you know camps so it was a quick quick turnaround and you know, i'm trying to get these guys acclimated to who we are what we're about and get the the players on board with these coaches as well
0: no doubt about it. There's, It's almost like you have, you have no choice but to, to get to know each other and and hit the no. ground running, and sometimes that yields the, uh, the quickest results. But to, kind of speaking of relationships, that's a good segue into the next question as you uh, look ahead to the upcoming game. Homecoming, so a chance to uh, – Welcome in a, a, a very tough Ferris State opponent. Homecoming Auto Show for those that don't know, uh, a big deal at Northwood University. And I know as the head coach, you just see it as a lot of distractions that are on campus. <laughs> and and you, know, you got crazy alumni like me coming back, ready to have a good time. But uh, what's the week uh, leading up to the homecoming game? And and you guys got you got guys working Auto Show, and how has it been juggling all of the things that go into the homecoming weekend?
1: Well, you know we got our first practice today, and uh, so we got to cover some bases with that we've kind of talked to them on Sunday about homecoming and and what that means especially for the newer guys that's here on this team and the coaches as well I mean from parking to uh, you know participating in it we have guys that are team captains or part of groups for the auto show and the drive cars in and so we told them number one football's first you know (laughs) you got to take care of that other stuff later So you tell your team captains that if you have a football meeting, that's where you need to be. (laughs) So you guys can meet a little bit later. But auto show is very, very important. And it's kind of one of the fabrics here at Northwood University. It's been going on for many, many years. And so, uh, yes, there are a lot of distractions, but we got to make sure we take care of our business here on the front end. And then so they can enjoy the car show on the back end.
0: Absolutely. And I, I promise, Coach, I won't be there until Saturday. So I, will, I won't I will even talk to you till after the game on Saturday. I won't distract anybody.
1: I appreciate it. I appreciate that. You already
0: know. I know, the, you know, those alumni, sometimes alumni get blamed as evil, you know, I,
1: so I've heard. Yeah, yeah, someone used to use those terms very frequently around this time of the year. <laughs> I think you know him very well. There's uh, well. a lot of evil that goes around during homecoming time, especially with your alum returning. But it's always great to see you guys, for sure.
0: No doubt about it. I think it speaks to the relationships that are, are built at Northwood University, and specifically within the, the football program. But there is a game to be played on Saturday. And uh, what a better test than to welcome in the number two ranked team in the country, Ferris State. Um, what have you seen on film from the Bulldogs? Obviously, a, a po- high potent offense and a tough defensively, too.
1: Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. They're good as advertised. Their offense is good. Uh, they play multiple quarterbacks. They, they move the ball very well. Strong run game. Um, you know, a lot of athletes on offense as well as defense. You know, they can run uh, on both sides of the ball. So, you know, and they play discipline football. You know? And and so I see why they're number two ranked in the nation. And so, our guys, we gotta we gotta match that energy that they have, and we gotta come out and execute. Uh, uh, and we can, you know, I always say, you know, Northwood always have a chance to win if Northwood don't beat Northwood. So. Uh, Our guys come out and execute, man. You never know what can happen on Saturday. So, but we got to take care of our business uh, because this is a, like you said, a potent football team, uh, the Fair State Bulldogs. And so, we we got to come ready to play.
0: Yeah, that's really a good point. I mean, when you when you you play a team like Fair State that has the big number two next to their name, it can be easy to get caught up in that, but. Um, you know, there's got to be a fine line between looking at your opponent and obviously respecting them, but also focusing internally on what you guys are able to do. So obviously, that's a that's a big part of the preparation in practice this week. Now, Ferris has shown they've been a little bit prone to turning the ball over. They had seven turnovers against Saginaw Valley State. Is that a point of emphasis in practice?
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things is, hey, give us a chance. We can get the ball back, you know, obviously give a give us a chance to be successful. So yeah, we're going to do everything in our power to make, make sure we can, you know, hopefully get some turnovers from this football team. And obviously I'm sure they, they uh, don't ever want to turn the ball over like any team would obviously that goes without saying, but you know, we got to take advantage of any opportunities that we can get to be quite frank with you. And, um, And and so hopefully we can come out here, man, victorious. So, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the goal is to win. And and so, hey, Fair State, we respect them. We know what they're about, man. And, hey, it's an incredible feat, you know, if we can pull this thing off.
0: Leonard Haynes, our guest on Northwood on Gleak Football Weekly. It's a Northwood football episode on Gleak Football Weekly here. Coach Haynes, um, I know time is precious. You're in the in the midst of game planning and everything. So a couple of fun ones to wrap up. And I think it's evident by our, our chemistry, or at least I feel like we got chemistry on my side of things.
1: Oh Lord. I mean,
0: I, I've known you for those that don't know, I've known Coach Haynes my entire life all kinds of good times. But for those that don't know, what, how would you define just the, the characteristics that make you, uh, your head coaching philosophies and, and what you try to bring to, to Northwood and the impact you want to have on young men?
1: Well, you know, I had a great mentor, you know, obviously your father. And uh, one thing he was about was about people and making a difference in people's lives. And and that was before our go mad thing, a mantra kind of blew up. But, you know, uh, my philosophy is hey, it's about the relationships, it's about uh character and integrity, and that's what I want to continue to build here in Northwood. And um, you know, one of our sayings now this year is uh, uh work wins, and at the end of the day, and extends past the football field, but work wins, you know, when you prepare, you do things the right way on and off the field, you have an opportunity to even win in life, and so that's what we're about, that's what we're going to continue to preach, and uh. My, my faith is, is strong in the Lord, and that's another thing I, I, I'd be remiss not to mention and know uh, uh, and some of the things I want it to be known, you know, with our players and, and what we want to try to get accomplished here, you know, for here and after and after football.
0: Amen to that, Coach Haynes. Well, I've I did. I've been known to kind of stretch the truth from time to time, and I did tell a fib there because I got one more question that just popped into my head. I'd be remiss, absolutely remiss if I didn't bring these up. The fact that, uh, you know, I'm a big uniform guy, and the fact that Northwood finally, finally went to the light blue uniforms with the white pants, the white lid. What, uh, what contributed to tipping it finally in that direction? And, and the Navy blues look great, don't get me wrong, but the white pants, it was – just a chef's kiss.
1: Hey, the players, the players picked that out. Now I know you think you had something to do with that, right? But
0: <laughs> I thought I had everything to do with that.
1: <laughs> but our our current players to pick that out, and uh, they decided they wanted to highlight the the Columbia blue and. It might have been something you may have mentioned to them. I don't know your relationships hey, with some of them, but right. I don't uh, need I don't
0: need credit. I don't need credit. I just need the seeds were planted a long, long time ago for those light blue jerseys.
1: Yeah, they're pretty sharp. Uh, they did a good job of designing those, and. Uh, they definitely really sharpened. So I want to thank you for planting the seed. To give it, to
0: give <laughs> I promise I wasn't fishing for the for the for the compliment. There, uh,
1: you got it though. You got yeah it. yeah. Please. But no, in all seriousness,
0: I've had I've had people from around the league say, "All right, Jake, you know you've been." You've been loud enough about Northwood's uniforms for a long time, but uh, you the, these are it. So these uh, these are pretty oh, sweet. And so for others to give that compliment, I think that's uh, that's when you know you, you you can check the box, that they are the sweetest uniforms in the conference.
1: Oh, man, I don't know, but uh, I, I like them. <laughs> no
0: doubt about it. We'll look forward to seeing them on Saturday. Are you going to wear the light blues on Saturday? Yes, we are. All right. All right. That's all I need to hear. Now I'm for, I'm for sure coming. But uh, Coach, uh, you know, In all seriousness, thank you so much for your time. Um, All the best to you, not only on Saturday, but for this whole entire season moving forward.
1: Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you, my man.
0: All right. My sincere thanks to Coach Leonard Haynes for spending some time with us on GLIAC Football Weekly. That's my guy. Always has been, always will be. Love that man. I think that's okay to say. And uh, in this in this business, I absolutely insist upon being transparent and run through a brick wall for Coach Leonard Haynes. And again, always have, always will. And it's a lot of fun to be able to to share that 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 bond, that relationship with our listeners here on Gleak Football Weekly. And th- those that played college ball, you know, you just it, you, you have a bond with your coaching staff that uh, that lasts long beyond your final football game. So, anyways. GLIAC Football Weekly continues on and let's get into no let's get into our mailbag because we did have a listener submitted message via the Twitter DMs, which i so sincerely appreciate and it's a great example because we don't have to agree we don't have to support the same teams that's what makes this fun and and the the rivalries the the jabbing at one another the the giving each other the 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 business if you will the the verbal business obviously um that's what makes it fun and and if you don't know me by now That's what I'm all about here. And that's what I want CLIAC Football Weekly to be, a place we can all go, support our teams, and, and support this great conference, but also have a lot of fun doing it. So with that said... Friends of the program will know this name, Jim Kovachik, Jim K, Saginaw Valley State grad, messaged me on Twitter again. He's been a longtime listener of the program for that. We do appreciate it. And uh, he sends in a couple of mailbags, which which is fun. Again, this is what it's all about. But uh, first one is here's what I've got for this week. Have you noticed a difference in performance so far between the teams who played spring football and those who did not? Very good question. So let's break this down a little bit. Most teams in the GLIAC elected not to play a full spring season or any spring season for that matter. There were some scrimmages here, scrimmages there. Of course, Grand Valley did the scrimmage with Valdosta State, Michigan Tech, and Minnesota Duluth scrimmage. And then Davenport actually played um, a couple of games in the spring season against Gannon who Northwood played in week one, lost in overtime um, Gannon out of the PSAC, of course. but it's it's tough to and, and again, full transparency, I'm not able to watch every single game or attend every single game so I'm not breaking down film watching every game as closely I'm reading up on every recap I'm looking at the box scores I'm talking to different coaches talking to different administrators within the league to try to stay as informed as possible but I think I think you see the the um and and Jim goes on there That it seems like uh, there's been types of, you know, mistakes made by teams and that sort of thing um, that are maybe uncharacteristic of the quality of football that you typically see in the Act. So I don't think there's been a huge difference in in the spring season. and, And that's not to say which approach was right or wrong. Um, I think there it was a situation, obviously, is a situation unlike anything we'd ever seen before with the pandemic and shutting down collegiate sports and and just the the adversity that every single program had to deal with. And I try to bring that up on Gleeck Football Weekly each and every week with the featured guests that we have and how they dealt with the the shutdown and how they kept their guys motivated and 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 avoided it just turning into this monotonous, repetitive thing of only working out and training for a season that doesn't exist so um and and some of it too is is just simply the the roster that you have you know i i I don't think if you know you might have a down year you can just look and say oh we didn't play spring spring football last year that's why we're down or vice versa we're having a good year oh it's because we played spring ball that sort of thing i think it was one of those situations where each coach is going to act in the the manner that they feel is going to best suit or fit their program so I long round long-winded answer of a way of saying that um, it's difficult to come up with any metrics other than just purely wins and losses and I don't think there's a direct correlation between teams that played in the spring to teams that are having success here in the fall so I, I, I hope that's not too boring of an answer but I really and that's not too. That's not to downplay the importance of playing spring ball or to do the opposite and say, yeah, you have to absolutely play spring football in 2020. In Otherwise, it's a total wash. So take that for what it's worth. My two cents, um, and I like to say my two cents worth less than that. But second part of the mailbag, was I was this is Jim here uh, speaking in on the Twitter DMs. I was expecting better fundamentals coming off the years. It seems like there's been on numerous bad snaps, several enforced turnovers. I thought with two years of practice, those mistakes would be cleaned up. What's your quote expert opinion? Okay, J- Jim, appreciate it, love it, and I I, I know the expert in quotes is uh, is a friendly jab at me, which I fully, fully support. Because again, I, I, I hear it from Northwood people. I hear it from pretty much anybody that uh, I, if I have a way of of upsetting them, I, I, I apologize. It's not meant to be that way. But um, in all seriousness here, do I think that there's a level of, I'll just classify it as a sloppier play than what we've come to expect. And Maybe, maybe there is a little bit, um, in that Wayne state Saginaw Valley game, especially in the opening quarter, there were some, uh, unforced turnovers and, and not necessarily, um, the quality of play at times. And I've seen it, uh, Um, even earlier this season from other games I've been to. But at the same time, I've seen teams in in the Ferris State example of turning the ball over seven times against Saginaw Valley also um, pretty surprising. But I don't think you can just look at turnovers and say, oh, teams are turning the ball over more because they uh, had uh, so much of an off period or... um, you know, they're not playing up to up to their potential and, and the the quality that we know these programs can put forth. So I, I I don't have the numbers to back it up, but I wouldn't go out as far to say as yeah, this year, the the quality of play has been way down and that teams are turning the ball over more. There's bad snaps, there's unforced errors, all that. Um, I think it's more of a Uh, a product uh, of every you can't you can't take a day off you can't take a week off in this conference and every defense is going to come at you and vice versa every offense is going to try to you know put points up on the board and, and defeat them and and so that's just really what it's been I will say I think these things have a way of kind of working themselves out you know we always say in the radio business I'm really annoying myself with comments like that but we do say water finds its level so I hate the I absolutely hate the oh we'll see how it plays out type of approach but at the same time you know we're we're four weeks in some teams have only played three games some teams have played four I think they're there's still something to be said about uh getting i do not say getting your feet under you but kind of finding out the type of team that you are and that that tends to happen here in the the month of october and then we we move forward from there so appreciate the 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 mail in on the twitter dms you too can get in touch with the show would love your feedback would love your questions even your your concerns reactions whatever it is again i said it in the open and mean it that we want to make this as interactive and involved for our listeners involved as possible so with that said let's wrap it up with some predictions and look ahead to week five in the GLIAC first October slate of the season all Saturday games and we've got four conference games that's right so not every game last week was a conference game i should have noted that but both Saginaw Valley State Wayne State and Davenport Ferris State and Michigan Tech Grand Valley were not conference games same with northwood and northern because those two those teams were all going to play each other again at some point so it's the beginning of the home and home for um the way the schedule works out and i think i touched on that last week but worth repeating so these are all conference games they've got the nice little asterisk next to them on the gliac website which is one of the homes you can find the GLIAC Football Weekly Podcast, but of course, if you're listening to this, you know where to find the GLIAC Football Weekly Podcast. It's on Spotify, it's on Google and Apple Podcasts, and it's on Anchor, and of course, GLIAC.org. So... Here we go. Week five slate. I'm just gonna run through these. It's homecoming at Northwood in Midland, Michigan. This is the game I'll be attending. I've mentioned that several times. Big day for the alumni at North. Well, at homecoming is all about the alumni. Let's not make let's not make any bones about it. But Northwood at home against Ferris State. I said it in the column. It's tough to repeat, but I have to, and I got a bunch of grief and slack for picking against Northwood last week, and Northwood went out and proved me wrong, so I was happy to be wrong, and I also want that to be a point of emphasis that I'm going to call it how I see it. Love my Tim Timberwolves. Always will. Nothing can change that, but I did not believe in them at that particular time to get the win. They proved me wrong. I was happy to be proven wrong, so This week, same thing. Ferris State, too tough. I think the Bulldogs will um, go on the road, get the victory against Northwood. Um, I believe Jared Bernhard will still be out for Ferris State. So we'll probably see Malik Mitchell and Evan Cummings at quarterback for the Bulldogs. Marvin Campbell, part of that um, potent backfield, that offense for Ferris State. That uh, Northwood's defense played very well in the second half against Northern Michigan, but this is a different animal. Give me the Bulldogs by a couple of scores. This is the toss-up game of the week, I would say. Michigan Tech hosting Davenport, also homecoming in Houghton. Neither of these teams have played particularly well on the offensive side of things, um, and I have the exact numbers in the column, but Michigan Tech averaging A little bit more than 14 points per game. Davenport less than 10. So it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but i just give the the edge to Michigan Tech being at home. It's a tough, tough road trip for Davenport, for anybody to go across the bridge to the Upper Peninsula. And Michigan Tech, look for them to bounce back because they obviously did not play um, the way they had hoped against Grand Valley one week ago. So like the Huskies in a bounce-back game here. Battle of the Valleys at Saginaw Valley State. The Cardinals taking on the Lakers. Two o'clock kick in this one. I said it's a show-me game, and I believe that. Um, we The the Cardinals have an opportunity to show us what they're made of. Uh, do they belong in the conversation at the upper echelon of the GLIAC towards the top? Or or is Grand Valley as special as we think they are? And we being me, I, I really, again, having seen Grand Valley in live in person I was totally impressed and that, that that backfield is just loaded with talent last week it was Tariq Reed but it can be Arian Kane Vase, it can it can be Bryce Young Walls it it can be Tariq Reed Cade Peterson and then the wide receivers as well Juwan Johnson's really talented As is Hunter Ryzen. So lots of weapons for Matt Mitchell to work with for the Grand Valley State Lakers. I think Grand Valley, too much for Saginaw Valley to handle here. Um, I could be wrong. That's what makes this fun. But give me the Lakers um, by a couple of scores, even being on the road. Last game, Superior Dome, Marquette, Michigan. Northern Michigan hosting Wayne State. Wayne State winless on the season. Northern Michigan with the one win coming... Or two wins, rather. I, I do, do apologize. They beat Davenport and they beat McKendree. So Northern Michigan coming off the loss to Northwood. And interesting note in this one, the road team has won the last two times these two teams have gotten together. And I keep picking Wayne State and they keep losing other than last week. Um, but And I should mention, I was 3-1 last week, which makes me 13-6 for the season. Thank you, Jake. Very, very interesting there. But I, I'm going to... I just think Wayne State's got to figure it out sooner or later. And I just don't see this Warrior team moving to 0-4. So even though they're going on the road across the bridge to the Upper Peninsula... I'll take the Warriors just as a a gut feeling that they can get a win here and beat Northern Michigan. So there are my picks. I've got the Warriors over Northern Michigan, Grand Valley State defeating Saginaw Valley State on the road, Michigan Tech over Davenport at home, and Ferris State over Northwood. So of the four contests, I've got three road winners, Ferris State, Grand Valley State, and Wayne State all getting road victories and then Michigan Tech winning at home. That'll do it for our Week 5 slate. That'll do it for this episode of the GLIAC Football Weekly Podcast. Thank you to Jim Kay for writing in. You too can write in. Be a part of the GLIAC Football Weekly Podcast. My sincere thanks to Coach Leonard Haynes for stopping by. Always great to chat with him. And Tune in next week for another exciting edition of GLIAC Football Weekly. As always, we'll have the featured guests and recap an exciting slate and look ahead to Next week. But until then, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you next time. He's back. He's looking. He's no looking. He's going for the end zone. He's got a touchdown! Thanks for listening to Gleeack Football Weekly. Tune in next time.